Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Victoria Lyaznianski. How did I do, by the way? You did awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you're the owner and founder of Brilliant Speakers Academy and by Victoria L. And fun fact, you also own one of those nutty scientist uh, companies where you go to schools and you done you do all the fun tactile you know kids uh, you know kind of doing science experiments with kids. Uh, Victoria, thank you so much for joining us. I am thrilled to be here. Thank you, Josh. What brought you into the speaker world? And we're going to talk about. By the way, in, in you know in our in our interview, you know in this segment, we're going to talk about you know the future of speaking and the opportunities that exist. And there's huge opportunities. If you're a speaker, you just got to think a little bit differently. And so we'll definitely be talking about this in this conversation. But what brought you in the world? By the way, uh, let's just just point this out too. Uh, As soon as Victoria got on the call, she goes, I am from Houston. <laughs> and I said, you sound like a little bit more Natasha Romanoff than, uh, than uh, you know, name your the favorite. Black Widow, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I off, really. How did, how did you find your way to Houston? I used to live in Colorado and I actually had a company there, a web development company. That was my first entrepreneurial venture. That's when I fell in love with entrepreneurship. And uh, then my husband got a job in Houston and we moved and I've been in Houston for about 15 years. And there isn't a trace of Texas accent, right? Yeah, right, right. But uh, so when, at what point did you come from Russia? About 25 years ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Have you gone back to visit? No, I actually have not been back and my yeah. kids have not been there. So it's been, it's been a long time here in the U.S. In fact, I've spent most of my life in the U.S. now. Wow. Wow. All right. So, um, so by way of Russia to Colorado, now to Houston. And um, so just real quick, because I'm fascinated by this. We were kind of talking about this. Um, you know, what, what, uh, what attracted you to um, teaching kids science? You know, at that time, I was managing software developers in a large educational government um, organization. And so I was exposed to science. And at the time, my kids were very little. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking, okay, what is the next business venture I want to open? I really wanted to go out and get out of the corporate world and go back into entrepreneurship. And I found this opportunity where there is this company called Nutty Scientist, and it's all about inspiring kids to fall in love with science. And I'm like, boom, this is so cool. My kids are little. They're going to love this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not something that I have to do personally myself. I hire instructors, and my instructors go out to schools, and we do science shows. And of course, I've subbed enough where I can jump on a second notice, and I can do any science show you want as Professor Proton, because I'm positive. And so <laughs> that is a very, very exciting business. And you know, there is really nothing, nothing in the world that can compare with a child 
particularly when we are doing some science shows in the low economic area, right? They never even thought about going to college, let alone be a scientist. And some of those kids come to you and they just hug you in the end and they say, I want to be just like you when I grow up. I'm going to be a scientist. I am going to go and I'm going to learn how to be a scientist. And this is like, oh my gosh, my, my, I've, I've done something today or my company has done something today that's probably in some little tiny way may potentially change this kid's life. And so this is really what it's all about, yeah. right? Um, and so that's, that's why I got into this. I'm, I love doing it. And unfortunately, as we talked about right now, with schools closed, uh, mm -hmm. we're really not doing much. We're going to be doing some virtual science shows in the summer. But otherwise, that company sort of is on hold. For sure, sure. Now, as a speaker, uh, do you prefer speaking to kids or adults? I I actually can do both really well. Yeah. I truly don't think it makes a difference once you learn how not to be afraid of your audience. And that's what I teach, you know, how to overcome your fear of public speaking. Once you learn how to not be afraid of your audience, you just adjust, you know, to whatever audience is in front of you. You, you adjust how you show up. You're still yourself, right? You're still authentically mm -hmm. yourself. But you pull out that version of yourself that fits the audience that you have in front of you. And so, you know, if I'm speaking in front of adults, this is Victoria and I still, you know, me, but it's a slightly different version of me than the version when I'm in front of the kids and I'm way over the top and I'm way more excited and I am way more, you know, engaging and inspiring and right there in their face. It's just a different version of the same person. And I basically pull it out depending on the audience. But I love both. I you know, I'm on your website, Victoria, and it's byvictoriaL.com, and you work specifically with introverts. Now, you don't strike me as an introverted person. How funny. I am an introvert. I'm very much an introvert. I am a social introvert. Sure. But I am an introvert. People never guess I'm an introvert, yeah. but I am. And people sometimes think that, oh, well, introverts are the ones who are like sitting there and, you know, don't talk to anybody and they're little hermits. But that's not true. The only difference between, you know, an extrovert and an introvert is how we drain our energy and how we recharge our energy. You mm -hmm. know, if you're an extrovert, you drain your energy by being by yourself alone and you recharge by talking to people. So if you're tired, you go like, you know what, I'm going to go out and I'm going to meet my friends. With introverts, it's vice versa. Mm -hmm. When I am speaking, I am given all of my energy. And after that, I'm completely drained. If I go to a networking event, just shoot me now. After that, I'm completely <laughs> drained. And then for me to recharge, I have to be alone. Yeah. I, have to, I have to be alone. Yeah. I have to just be without people. And this is really the difference between introvert and an extrovert. I'm not shy by any means, but I am very much an introvert and has I've always been an introvert. Yeah, yeah. All right. So then, so the, in, in that sense, then, as you're working with uh, introverts, you're, you're empathic to their plight. And I understand yes. that you had uh, somewhat of a traumatic experience uh, in your early years of speaking. Is that correct? What happened? Well, it was traumatic to say the least. I was growing up in Russia. I was about 10 years old. And somebody approached me one day and said, hey, here is a poem. It's about three pages long, but we don't care. So here is this poem. You're going to learn it today and you're going to go and recite it from stage for tonight's concert. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you can't say no. 
Yeah. You just say thank you. And so I, I'm blessed with good memory. So I did learn. I really did learn. I was ready to go. But as soon as I walked into that stage all by myself, in front of that microphone and the blackness all around and about 1,000 people in the audience, I experienced everything that you can imagine a person mm. experiences who is afraid of public speaking to begin with. You know, my heart is racing. My mouth is dry. My knees are shaking. I don't have a single thought in my head. I'm drawing a complete blank on the whole poem thing. And you can't really get around it. It's a poem. You have to, you have to know the yeah. first line. You can't like start from the middle. And so I was standing there and looking at the audience and the audience started giggling. And then I just cried and ran off stage. Oh, and after that, no. <laughs> right? well, needless to say, I was like, done. I am done with the whole public speaking thing. Never show me a microphone again. And to be totally honest with you, even when I started overcoming my fear in my 20s, when I came to the US, when I already started speaking in front of an audience for the longest time, I would say, no, I don't want a microphone. I have a very loud voice I'll project. I still, even when I almost overcame my fear of the audience and of the whole thing, the whole microphone thing was still bugging me and I think it was still bringing up that memory of that microphone in front of me. It's so funny. And it was only maybe in the last eight years when microphone doesn't really bother me anymore. Yeah. But it's been for the longest time. You know, you think about it though, it's like as an audience member, who do I connect with? I got to tell you that if I see someone on stage and they're kind of like overly confident and it's like, that's really, that's a big turnoff. Like I don't connect with that person, but if I connect with someone who I can see their vulnerability, I, man, my heart is just like, oh my gosh, you know, I like, I want, I want them so badly to have a good experience as opposed to someone who comes out on stage and is like, Hey everybody! Uh, uh, you know, it's like it's like too smarmy, and you know, make sure I, to tip your waitresses, enjoy the veal. You know, you know. <laughs> the, <laughs> you know I, like, you know what? It's so. This is so true. What you're saying, I really, really love what you said because the truth is, a lot of people don't realize this. Mm -hmm. They think that if they come on stage and they come across all confident and all over the top, and oh. those people very often are afraid of public speaking, but they think, okay, if I just uh, put this facade, yeah, and put the facade of fake confidence or pretend to be like somebody that I know who is super confident on stage and they put this persona and they show up as this fake person mm -hmm. and they're overdoing it, in the end, the audience will see it. That facade will crack, right? At yeah. some point of time, somebody will see that, ooh, wait, there's something doesn't doesn't something doesn't come across right, and yeah. as soon as you the, that connection with between you and the audience breaks, they don't trust you anymore. Mm -hmm. But when you come out as yourself, and I know it's scary for a lot of us, it's very scary to come as genuinely ourselves. It feels like we're going out naked, right? It's like there is nothing to protect me from the audience. But when you actually go out there as yourself. And yes, you may make a mistake. And yes, you're going to come across as a real person. But that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. The audience is going to connect with you as with a real person. They can right. be relatable versus somebody who is so confident and fake. Yeah. I can relate to you. You know, I, I took uh, improv for a year and that was one of the things that we learned is like, you know, why, why is improv funny? 
It's because audiences love to see someone like themselves put in a very uncomfortable situation. They want to see you squirm. Like they, they really want to see, you know, that, that, that real emotion with having to like, and you're going to sing a song in the tune of blah, 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 blah. And then the person up on stage, you could just like feel it like, uh. <laughs> like, and uh, we love that. We love absolutely that. love that. And, you know, it's like, you know, you think of like, you know, I, I think that, you know, I just, I just watched recently man on the moon with Andy Kaufman. So he would yep. intentionally really play into that ultimately, you know, just punking the audience uh, <laughs> with that, but, you know, just showing like how bad and miserable he was failing on stage. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, that is, um, you know, and I love speakers who are willing to be vulnerable, vulnerable enough to say, you know, you know, to point out with the fact like I am feeling so insecure right now and, you know, do it to share that in an authentic way. Right. You got to like really just because listen, one thing I know today um, and it's just my impression, but, you know, whether they're media audiences, their viewer audiences, like we know when someone's trying to just pull the wool over our eyes, yeah. audiences I feel are more savvy than they've ever been before. Like we we're more meta. We know when someone's coming across as fake or phony and we don't buy it. Um, right. And, and as such um, you know, it's better to just, uh, you know, I agree. It's better yeah. to just be imperfect and real than it is to be overly to too polished and, you know, something that we can't connect with. Absolutely. And I teach it all the time because here's the thing. A lot of people, the reason a lot of people are afraid of public speaking is, and there are a number of reasons, but one of them is that they're afraid of making a mistake. And once they make a mistake, they're afraid mm. of appearing, you know, stupid to the audience. Like, oh my gosh, I made that mistake. But what they forget, and you touched on that, and I love this, what they forget is that if your overall talk, your overall presentation is stellar and you made a mistake, that mistake is going to make your audience love you more than if you didn't make a mistake. Because that one mistake where, and um, I love this example where I, I talked to somebody and he said, you know, I forgot my speech on stage. I, I kind of was going off on, a ten, on, on a, some sort of a tangent and then I forgot where I was in the middle. And I turned around to my audience and I said, guys, I'm completely lost. What was the last thing I said? Do you remember? And the audience laughed and they said, yeah, that was what you talked about. And he continued going as if yeah. nothing happened. Right. And, and I told him, I said, look, your audience loved you more because of that moment yeah. of being real, of mm. being human, because they can relate to you. Then mm. if you did the perfect talk without that mistake, and that's what I think people forget, that your audience will forgive you. Yeah. They will forgive you. It's, it's not a big deal. But one thing I did want to say, and because you did mention it, you said, you know, maybe sometimes you have to say, um, I'm, I'm uncomfortable, I'm afraid. I actually recommend you never admit it. Mm. You do come, you, you, you come out yourself. You don't try to fake it ever. Always yeah. be genuine. But do not start your talk with saying, oh, I'm so oh, afraid of public no, speaking. No, no, that's you know annoying. I mean? Yeah, that's oh really my annoying. gosh. And, and the truth is, not only it's, it's annoying, number one. Number two, your audience would never know. 
I've had yeah. so many people go out and say, start with that. And then they deliver a nice talk. It's like, uh, yeah, it, why? Yes. <laughs> right. so, so yeah, don't, don't admit to you being nervous. Just go out there, be yourself. Do not pretend to be somebody else. You're going to do just fine. And, yeah. and there are a lot of ways, you know, we, you know, I work with my clients to teach them how to be fine. But as long as you know not to come out and be a fake person, you're already way ahead of the game. You know, I'm I'm half I'm fifty percent Finnish, uh, which borders Russia. Um, <laughs> and uh, for the past ten years, on October thirteenth, Finland has had a National Day of Failure, where oh. you're encouraged. Yeah, you're encouraged to do something that scares you, and you'll probably fail at it. I mean, even if it's something as simple as you know trying a new recipe, you might burn it. Uh, you know, certainly <laughs> something scary. Um, go do it, and you know if you fail go ahead and celebrate that. And um, yeah. so I, I think all of us have had, you know, I think of the first times that I went on radio or TV uh, and I, I actually have recordings of that and it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> I would never believe this. <laughs> I, sound, I sound so terrible. Like, right. And it's like, you know, after, so I've done like 700 TV segments now and it's like, you know, we, I just had a conversation with someone about this and, um, you know, and it's like, oh, you're such a natural. And I'm like, oh man, you don't even know. <laughs> uh, it's, it's only because I've, I've forced myself out of my, com- my circle of comfort over and over and over again. And so it's like, you know, for example, like improv comedians, um, the reason they're so good is they've, they just, they've just put themselves in that uncomfortable situation. So they've done it so many times that, you know, they, they've, grown so comfortable in the yeah. uncomfortableness. And that's, that's, I think where we make tremendous, that's where growth just amplifies. Uh, Victoria, um, what would be a great way for people to engage with you? Well, you can reach me on my website, www.byvictoriael.com, or you can also attend my free masterclass where I teach you all about overcoming fear of public speaking and delivering Mm. a powerful presentation. And you can register, again, it's completely free. You can register at www.byvictoriael.com slash four steps, number four steps, one word. Yeah. Well, thank you for putting out a, a free masterclass. I love that. That's what we're, we're, we're all in on just giving away tons and tons and tons of value, serve, you know, help bring value to people. You know what? Audiences are smart. If they see like, you know what? I love Victoria. I don't even know what she sells, but I want it. And you just have to trust. It's, it's really, it's about trusting audiences it's about treating audiences yes. as if they are just as smart, if not smarter than you. Uh, and, and this is another example, Victoria, the, you know, again, the masterclass format, I'm a huge fan of. You, know, you don't have to go heavy-handed on sales. People are going to resonate with you. And if they resonate with you, they'll figure out how to do work with you for sure. Right. So, Victoria, and even if they don't, I want everybody to walk away, regardless if yes. people decide to work with me or not. I want everyone to work away knowing a little more about how to step out of their fear and how to be natural on stage or on camera, because right now it's all about Zoom, right? So I'll be natural on camera, 
this is really my goal. Uh, and I think when get, this is your we goal- We didn't get to chat enough about, okay, sp- let me just sum it up. Speakers get really, really, really good at presenting on Zoom and giving a virtual speaking experience on yeah. Zoom to a potentially distributed audience and be a speaker who could say, I can do both. I can do stage and I can deliver the impact virtually. If you do that, that is future-proofing your business for the next year or two. Um, And I've talked to plenty of speakers who they're like, you better believe it, Josh. That's where the opportunity is right now. So work out your set, work out your video, like get that locked down. So sorry that we... (laughs) I teased it and I'm like, oh crap, we didn't even get into that. <laughs> Victoria, thank you so much for joining us again. Victoria Liazniov. Oh boy, Liazniansky. <laughs> you did I'm, good. I'm not, I'm not afraid to fail. Liazniansky. Yes, Victoria Liazniansky. You're the owner and founder of Brilliant Speakers Academy and by Victoria L. Go do the free masterclass. It's byvictoriaL.com slash four steps. Number four steps. steps. Victoria, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Josh. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.